Hey everybody, you're listening to the Super No Super Super. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Shonen Brothers Network. Yeah. 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 All right. I guess I guess I'm ready. I, I suppose. Yeah. Why not? You suppose. I mean, I'm never truly ready. I'm always ready. No. There's never been one moment in my life where I haven't been ready. Do 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 do. That should be our new theme song. Do 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 then do, no, do, do, do do Then no one would listen to it. Super Shonen Bros. No. <laughs> Do 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 do. We get it. We get it, you bait. I've been recording this whole time. Yeah, have you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I have uh, Are you sure. Barely any news, but that's okay. Oh, I see. 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 Sounds awful. Are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of yourself? I am. Okay. In other news, peek inside Orlando Bloom's 8.5 million Beverly Hills bachelor home before marrying Katy Perry. I don't care. They're together? Yeah, I also didn't know they were (laughs) together, but huh. You learn something new every day. Interesting. 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 Shall we start the podcast that we've been doing for like 12 weeks straight now? Yeah. Don't you find it interesting? No, I'll talk about it later. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Well, you know what that means, though. Yeah, what does it mean? You know what it means. Oh, we gotta listen to the theme song. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. That sounds so weird in the mic. It captures all the sounds in the room. The listeners are going to kill you. Wait, what room? What are you talking about? The white room. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know why that's so funny. It's the room we've always recorded in. <laughs> we've talked about it since episode one. We record in a white room. Mm-hmm. With white walls. Nothing on them. Yes. Indeed business casual yep yeah alright is the theme song done yet it should be done oh I'm supposed to start it 
Yes, oh, you, sorry. you were supposed to start it. You know what? It's okay. I, for, Here, I forgive me, you. Let me start it. All right. Just just let me know when it's over. Yeah. All right. Here it goes. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. He's been singing that song, that dumb tune, ever since he's got, he got here, and it's just the worst. Theme song. That's our theme song. Hell yeah. Insert title here. Okay. <laughs> well. I have no idea where I'm going to put the theme song. I mean, I have no idea. Oh, never mind. You can put it right here. Right here? Yeah, right. Right now. Here. Here. Yes. Here. 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 So many here's to play. Uh -huh. So many here's to choose you just, from. You just got to choose one. Here. I already uh -huh. played it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, shall we... Uh, you know what I you know what I haven't been consistent with? I've been lacking on welcoming people to the episode. Again. Oh yeah. I feel like we don't do that. Yeah. I feel like we, we just jump should. in. We just we just yeah. jump right into it. Yeah. Welcome everyone. I mean, we should get back to it. Probably. Because, you know, we got to let people know what they're listening to. Because who know they they just pick shuffle on Spotify. Of every podcast in the world, they just hit the shuffle button. Did yeah, you know? It's the only way they could find it. I think in Audible or something like that, oh, when you're listening to an audiobook, you can literally sense. put your audiobook on shuffle. <laughs> really? <laughs> so it'll just start reading them from random pages. That's so weird. Why? <laughs> I don't wow. know who would listen to that like that. Uh, anyway, welcome everybody. Episode 12. Is it 12? Super duper. No, it's just Super Shonen yeah, Brothers. Super Shonen Brothers. Brothers. Welcome. It's Super Shonen Bros, I don't, actually. I don't know how we're still doing this podcast, but we're doing it. Well, we're so doing here we are. If you if you listen to this podcast consistently, congratulations. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You just won our gratitude. Yep. We we appreciate all of the support. If you go to uh -huh. Patreon for Super Shonen Bros and you donate $50, we'll give you gratitude in return. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a crisp <laughs> high five. There you have it. In person. There you have it, folks. Well. A crisp COVID high five. Also, that's Daniel and I'm Brady, Just just so you know. I feel like we never say our names. Except for when oh, yeah. I'm yelling at you, Daniel. That's true. We do never really ever introduce ourselves. No. Huh. I never thought about that till the first episode. He's the One Piece hater, and I'm the furry, apparently. You know, I really didn't expect you to say, I'm the furry, because I thought you were going to say, I'm, he's the One Piece hater, and I'm the One Piece <laughs> lover. But well, she went straight to furry, which makes me think. Which has got me thinking. That I like to make... Uh, jokes about myself yeah that's what's got me thinking yeah that's that's all it is yeah a joke a, a joke it's it's all one yeah. joke you know because there's not a furry costume in the room of your room that we're not currently in right now yeah no, of course not and it's definitely not a furry costume that my friends got me as a joke and for my birthday one year a furry they, costume you'll it's, be it's, donning at <laughs> ndk definitely not 
and it definitely wasn't for a, a noble cause, like yeah. to get Daniel to watch One Piece or anything like that. No. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, where are you on One Piece? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a few episodes past where I left off. Ah, uh, dude, you gotta you but, gotta hurry up. But right now, figured out who the chef is. He's Redfoot. Yeah. And then Chef Ziff. We figured out, or well, and then what's his name? The the greatest pirate to ever have lived has arrived with his crew, which have been completely demolished by the Grand Line. Don Krieg. Yes. <laughs> he's so stupid. Don <laughs> Krieg is one of the dumbest villains in One Piece. He's so dumb. Really? He's not even really menacing. He's just stupid. I was like, well, I was thinking maybe there's like some secret thing to him where he's just going to come out and kick everyone's ass. But I guess not. I mean, I think the way that Luffy defeats him is pretty cool. But, no, he's just kind of a dumb, dumb villain. Interesting. And he doesn't come back. There's nothing to him. (laughs) So. Don. The Don. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen Sanji's backstory yet, though? Or at least part one of his backstory. I have not yet. Okay. Well, Getting there. Get there. Dude, One Piece chapter 1011 came out today, and I woke up early, so I was able to read it. It's pretty crap. It's nice. Yeah. It was, it was pretty nice. You want to hear spoilers out of context? No. Yeah, dude. Big Mom actually has, like, a motherly side to her. And she's unpredictable. She's a, a wild card. Will she join the Straw Hats? Who knows? I don't I hope not. Tama is the MVP. Tom? Tama. Oh, Tama. Tom? No. Train engine. There is a character in One Piece named Tom who... Tom, T-O-M? Yeah, T-O-M. There is a character named Tom in One Piece who creates a train. A sea train. It's all connected. Yeah. Thomas the Train Engine is an anime. Yeah, that's that's the anime that has impacted me the most. Impacted you? Impacted me. Impact. Because it impacted you physically. Yeah. I like trains. Ha 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 ha. No, you don't. Old joke. The, um... I've been occupied, though, to catching up on One Piece. Yeah, but I'll get back to it. I'm I'm proud of you. I've been watching. I had to catch up on Invincible. Mm. Hey, well, you're you're watching it. That's all that matters. Exactly. You don't need to rush through it. Just take it piece by piece. Mm Mm-hmm. One piece by piece. Mm Mm-hmm. Just one piece at a time. Exactly. You're so dumb. I know. All right. Well, shall we get into the news? It I depends bar- what I, news you have. I barely have any. I only have, like, one, but it's kind of interesting. I don't know why they're doing this, but it's... Which one? It's happening. Um, a TV anime crossover of all of Key's visual novels will be released in fall 2021. 20, so, like, Little why? Busters, Clan Ad, Air, Canon, Rewrite. Why? I, I don't know. Nobody cares. It's not going to be like a serious show. It's just going to be like a 
short comedy gag show. Seems weird. Yeah, but I definitely didn't expect that to happen. But it's happening. Just they're bored. Also, the show is called Kaginato. I don't know if I really even want to see that. You know, I don't either. So it has like chibi really art style too. So it's not like a. You know, I have been. Lucas told me I should watch Charlotte. Yeah, I think you. Is that, is that you would like that Charlotte? A... Yeah, that's key. Key. Are they gonna be in it? Probably not. I. <laughs> I mean, maybe the only ones they've announced to be in it is Clan Ad. There, Little Busters and Rewrite. Little Busters. I love Little Busters. I don't think I watched Rewrite. Don't. Please don't. It's so bad. It is actually like the worst. Really? I hate it. That's so sad. I'm sure the visual novel is good, but it's so awful. Damn. Well, that's quite the news. That's all the news you have? Yep. Wow. <laughs> You're telling me you don't know about the news of the live-action Gundam movie? Oh, actually, I feel like I did hear about that. Big robots. Yeah, big robot. Big robots. Did you know I think they actually built a, an actual life-size Gundam in Japan? Yeah, yeah, it's in Japan. I've seen That's a bunch crazy. of pictures of it, but... I've never you think been they're going to use that for the movie? Be cool if they did. But I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt they're gonna build a real Gundam for it. I never really watched Gundam at all. I haven't either. I really want to see uh, Iron Blooded Orphans because I've heard that's like one of the best ones. One of the best. Is that a mech? Mech anime? Yeah. Interesting. Gundam popularized the the mechs. I popularized the mechs. Oh yeah. Do not give them the credit. That I deserve. You know what else is in the anime news of the world? What else is in the anime news of the world? I don't know why this comes up as anime news, but... Warner Media unites with Adult Swim. I mean, I guess, because Adult Swim puts out a lot of, like, shows a lot of anime, but... Warner Media uh, unites with Adult Swim, HBO Max, and adult animation teams. So what my guess is, is we're going to start seeing a lot of anime being put on HBO Max. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's... Adult Swim puts out, like, that's Toonami, isn't it? Basically? Yeah. And Toonami already announced last year, I think. It was either last year or the year before that, that they're creating their first original... Oh. Or not original, but they're creating their first anime. Um oh. And it's off of Uzumaki oh. by Junji Ito. So they're probably going to put that out on HBO Max. Hmm. Yeah. So you, we'll probably be expecting that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that adaptation. Uzumaki is quite the manga. The spiral people? Yeah, the spirals. I'm not going to enjoy that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm gonna it's pretty awful. Just wait until the guy turns into a snail. That's a good time. Good. No, no good. Well, in other news, did you hear about the Lord of the Rings show? Yes. Did you hear the news about it? Maybe. Well. Well. The Lord of the Rings uh, new show uh, 
apparently uh, has one of the biggest budgets in uh, any TV show. Good. So let's see. Let me see. Let me look it up. Let me get some accurate. Let's see. You should have had this information beforehand, Daniel. So the apparently so in New Zealand money uh it's probably about 45 450 million dollars in of a budget for the series which was a lot more than the original Lord of the Rings movies even actually got which is crazy wow that's yeah that's wild so basically they're about to make some crazy... I mean, that's more than the Game of Thrones budget. Yeah. And I mean, the, the New Zealand <laughs> dollar is a little bit less than the American dollar. But it still comes still, out to yeah. quite a bit in American dollars. I mean, it Which better be good then. Yeah. It better be. Oh, maybe maybe in New Zealand dollars it's six hundred and fifty million, but in American dollars it's four hundred and fifty million. Hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. But like to give you an estimate, like Endgame, I think they spent like almost. I think they spent a little over three hundred million on that. Wow. Yeah. Did wow. you hear about the yeah. Spider-Man news though? Didn't um, Doc Ock confirm that yeah. he is going to be in it? Yeah, apparently the actor that played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire, uh, he said that he's going to be, he's been confirmed to be in it. And he was asking the director, he's like, so, he's like, I've aged quite a bit from that movie. He's like, where are we going to start off? And he's like, well... He's like, we're gonna, he's like, basically, we're gonna start your character off from exactly where two left off. <laughs> Which, what? And he's like, well, I look a lot older. And he's like, well, didn't you see uh, uh, Sam, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Captain Marvel? I mean, yeah, I guess they can just. So they're gonna de age. Which, you know, I guess it kind of works, whatever, I guess. But, you know, he was a little nervous about it. You know, I guess it'll be interesting. I really do think what they're going to do is it's going to be... I don't think they're going to do the crossover completely until the very end, which will then lead it into, a, like, a major crossover movie. Yeah. Which so like, I'd be completely yeah, okay with. Yeah. Because I, I feel like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will just, like, enter in at the very end, and then it'll yeah. be like, oh. I, I have a feeling that No Way Home is going to disappoint a lot of people just Maybe. because like it's going to be the same thing that happened with WandaVision is that yeah. so many people are going to create these like theories in their head and they're going to think that's yeah. what's going to happen for they're so expecting, long like an extremely major character to show up they're expecting something crazy but it might not be as yeah. crazy as most people are thinking and I think that's going to end up disappointing a yeah. lot of people which you know people got to lower their expectations you can't yeah. go into stuff like this exactly um, but you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I just want to see Tobey Maguire. Are you excited for, uh, 
Mortal Kombat? I mean, not really. I don't really care. <laughs> this is a major movie for fans. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, it looks good. I'm sure it'll, it'll be better than the first movie. Yeah. But I don't really care. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, is that all the news you have? No. Um. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> okay. I see. This says Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat reboot. Kombat. Declared the best video game movie ever by fans. Dude, no way. Dude, no way. No way. Crazy. No dude. way. That's crazy. Dude, no way. There's another superhero show coming out on Netflix. Anyway. Anyway, is that all the news we got today? Yep. Wow, that's all you brought for us. Dude, and they release like the first set photos of uh, the live-action Powerpuff Girls. Oh yeah, that's that's the that. thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing then. We shall see. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Quilla Deville's coming out. Yep. Should we enter into our topic for the day? No. Daniel, please. Ever. Will we ever enter into the topic? Daniel, please. We gotta talk about Fast 9. I don't care. No (laughs) one cares about Fast 9. Let's just... (laughs) You're telling me you don't care about Fast and Furious 9? I haven't seen a single movie, and honestly, I don't ever plan to. I don't care. Well, you know, Steven Spielberg is working on a West Side Story remake. I haven't seen the original. Wow. 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 So, Daniel, let's let's enter into our topic for the day, please. What's the topic for today? We're doing part two of the anime that. You know, it's interesting impacted or changed your life the most or tv shows or video games it can be anything really i don't care you know what's interesting what's interesting daniel is if you think about it this is episode 12 right right we did the first part one of impact on episode two dude no way this is episode 12 10 episodes later Wow, dude. What did we do for episode one? Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, how, how, how we got, we got it. it. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah, and you know, yeah, we're jumping back into animes that impacted us or anything else that impacted us. Impact part two. The re-impacking. Mm. <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to title this episode. Please don't title it the re-impact. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to title it the re-impacking. No, please. Well, 
Do you want to do yours first? No. You sure? Yeah. Because I need more time to think about mine. (laughs) Fine. Well. 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 The animes that impacted me. You know what anime really had an impact on me? Hmm. Did we talk about Naruto last time? I'm pretty sure we did. Wow. I think. I can't remember if we really did or not. I know we I mean, mentioned. that sure did have an I think we did. Yeah. Sure did have an impact on me, though. But, you know, an anime that really had an impact on me. Did we talk about Assassination Classroom? Now, you know, I can't really remember exactly what animes we talked about that impacted me. I mean... I guess I talked about Xenoblade, I think. You talked about Xenoblade. Pretty sure you talked about Clan Ed. People are like, move on. I know what I talked about. <laughs> you know what anime impacted me? You know what anime I just really liked? And I think, I mean, it impacted me in a good way, I think. I love Moggy. Oh, yeah. Moggy is such a great anime, and I really wish they would continue it. Me too, but... Like, it has such a good build-up, and the final battle at the end was so incredible. And, I mean, I think the characters, and, like, Alibaba has some, like, really good speeches, and, like, the emotional ties between the characters, and then, like, Alibaba's backstory with his, you know, friend that kind of turned vigilante bad, you know, was just a really sad arc and I mean there's so much to do with that anime that they still haven't done like there's the one evil uh, guy that's like the opposite of Aladdin that's voiced by Todd Hatton. oh Todd yeah Hatton I remember him I like he shows up every now and then and he's got some crazy evil plot going but we never ever get to anything that he's gonna do and so like I want to know what is he up to yeah, I don't know. I, I remember seeing him at, like, the very end. And, and you know, you can tell he's evil because he has black hair. Yeah, and he's voiced by Todd Habercorn. Yeah, he does a great job. I love when Todd Habercorn voices villains. It's so funny. I almost have every signature from the Moggy uh, show on yeah. my poster. Like, It's pretty nice. You don't have... Um, what's her name? Morgiana. Morgiana, and I don't have Todd ah. on there. Yeah, but I, I mean, feel like I, I would I never have Todd's I would never have Todd sign Moggy. There's so many things I would rather him yeah. sign first. I mean, that's why I haven't had him sign it, because there was other things I needed him to sign. Like fairy tale. Fairy tale. Fairy tale. Fairy tale. Did we ever talk about fairy tale last time? I don't think so. You know, I really think that impacted us. I think, you know, the in the beginning and the end, I think Lucas talked about it, it really yeah. sucks. And really, like, the, the beginning and the end of that show really kills it. Especially the ending. the ending. The final episode is okay. Yeah. I mean, I that's guess. the reason I haven't even continued but it. But the final like, really arc is just so bad. <laughs> I really wish they would have just ended that Tartarus. Yeah, me too. Like... <laughs> The problem, there's so many problems with the final arc, but more so than any other arc. They did like, haha, lol, never mind, gotcha, that character isn't dead. They did that way more than any other arc. I hate that. And it's so annoying. Because it was the final arc. I wanted somebody to die. Yeah. 
and there were characters who should have died. The story would have been so much better if they stayed dead, but they didn't. Bastards. So it's like, it's so dumb. I, I don't think, know. but in overall, like every arc, every other arc besides the first and the ending arc, like what a really good show. I mean, I like, agree. So many of those arcs I loved. Like I, I remember like catching up and every now and then they would release the new arc and like a chunk of episodes and you'd watch through it and you're just like, oh, like it reignited like the love for fairy tale again. And it gave you like, it gave you like the fascinating thing about fairy tale. It always made me feel like I did have a fire in my belly when I watched it. It was like, it just ignited something like very like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I, I love this. I think... I think Fairy Tale was the first anime I really watched that, like, showed the power of friendship. Yeah. You know? Um, and before that, I didn't really know what the power of friendship was. Oh, yeah. And I, I didn't really care. I didn't know that was a cliche you usually see in anime. Yeah. Um, but seeing that for the first time without seeing it before is, oh, yeah. is I don't know, pr- pretty great. And oh. it made me appreciate my friends more yeah. and just... I mean, it kind of gives you that feeling where it's like when you're in like a sad time or you watch something sad you would go to fairy tale you'd watch the new arc and you would see them you know go through some rough times but man you would see them like fight harder than ever like at the very end and like together like they would make it through and like you would just feel so like almost refilled with energy you almost feel like inspired by it. It felt so much better to watch like Fairy Tale after watching something like Clanad. <laughs> yeah. In dark times, all you have to do is just think of your friends, and that's it. And that's it. It's amazing. What about you? Um, what do so you got now? One show that I love. I hold this show very close to my heart. You already talked about One Piece. I. Well, <laughs> it's not One Piece. Um. And I know I probably talked about it before on the podcast, um, but it's called March Comes In Like a Lion. And it is... Is is it the chess pod? Or, sorry, the chess podcast. (laughs) Chess anime? Yeah, it's about shogi, which is... Shogi, shogi. Japanese chess. Yeah. And it's about this... I think I watched the first episode of that. Yeah, I think... I think you, like, showed us, like, the first few episodes... It's it's really it's really good, um, and it's just about this orphan kid who's a prodigy at shogi. Um, Interesting. He's in high school, but he doesn't really need to go to high school because he's too good at shogi, and he makes a lot of money from just playing shogi. So he doesn't need to go to school. But because he doesn't really go to school, he doesn't have friends and he doesn't have people to talk to. And he beat—he ended up beating his adopted father at shogi. And he ended up beating him. Yeah, like in in death, a tournament. To death. In in a tournament. <laughs> and that kind of really mind hurt first him. When you said he ended up beating his father, <laughs> I thought he literally yeah. meant he ended he, up just like going insane because he was so a, sad. Ended that up beating him at, at shogi. Um, he literally but that beat his really father. hurt him um, because he's so good at shogi. It seemed like everyone around him didn't want to be friends with him, 
I'm so bad that he went like home his, and then later beat his, his father. His, his adopted siblings <laughs> didn't want to be friends with him or talk to him at all because no. he was good at shogi. And that was the only connection they had with their father. And since he was better at it than them, he yeah. they couldn't talk with their father anymore, really. So they always felt jealous of that. Um, but I don't know. It just shows the life of the shogi player and it shows his depression and he constantly feels like he's a burden to everyone wow oh god it's fine wow very very rude (laughs) i know it's fine my phone very rude um but he ends up meeting (laughs) he ends up meeting these three sisters um and they kind of find him just on the street this one night because he had like nowhere to stay and he was just super tired and fell asleep on the street so they brought him back to their home and they kind of become a family and they teach him that he's not a burden he's not as much of a burden as he thinks he is it's one of those animes yeah that's a hentai no (laughs) it's one of the most wholesome shows ever and like the scenes with the sisters is just the most adorable thing ever it's so nice and I don't know, seeing seeing that show really helped me through my own depression. Yeah. Um, and just seeing his journey of accepting himself and yeah. accepting that people do love him and that people do want him around. Hmm. Yeah. So I, that really helped me. I don't want you I, around. Yeah, I know. Just kidding. I really, really recommend that show, though. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What a good show. Yeah. What else do we got? <clears throat> Let's see. Let's see. Anime, anime, or anything else. Hmm. I mean, you know. There's a lot of great anime that really hits you in the heart. You know, I would say Dragon Ball is a pretty, you know, impactful anime. Yeah. I would say in a sense that there's constant impacts in it. Get it? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 no, I love that show. It's got a lot of heart. It's pretty impactful because you see, like, Goku as a guy that's, like, always training and never giving up and just always kind of got a, you know, got that passion to keep going and fighting and another, like, you know, also, like, overcoming, uh, overcoming what you thought were your boundaries, you know, pushing beyond your limits like I mean I think that shows brilliant because it really does show you like people pushing way beyond the limits that they thought they could go constantly throughout the show just I think that's the biggest theme of Dragon Ball is people just pushing past like what they believe they thought they could do and then becoming something they thought was impossible like a Super Saiyan exactly I mean even that yeah the first Super Saiyan transformation 
Super Saiyans before Super before now we have like a million Super every Saiyan. Yeah, there's Super Saiyan. There's Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan two, yeah. Super Saiyan three, and then there's this. There's Super Saiyan four, but that's not really yeah. canon. So I hate Super Saiyan four. Yeah, and then there's Super Saiyan God, and then Super Saiyan Saiyan God, Super Super Saiyan, Saiyan. and then there's Ultra Instinct, and then Mastered Ultra Instinct. And then there's also the Ape form. Ultra Super Instinct. No. The thing is, before (laughs) Super Saiyan, everybody, before Goku turned Super Saiyan, it was always considered like a myth. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, not even a Saiyan on the Saiyan planet went Super Saiyan. But now everyone can turn <laughs> Super Saiyan. It's not. It's definitely not a myth. They can turn Super Saiyan even if they've had barely any training. It's true. Just go Gohan, and freaking. I mean, more Go Ten. I mean, yeah, Go Ten. Gohan's transformation Saiyan into Super Saiyan made sense, but Go Ten just was like, oh yeah, I can do it too. Yeah. And that's that's it. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Um, so, I have another one. I don't know if I talked about this one last time. Um, did I talk about a place further than the universe last time? Do you know? I don't think I did. I don't think so. Okay. Um, have you heard of that anime before? No. No? Um... So, I watched it this past year, and it was really nice. It kind of, like, lit a fire in me and made me realize what some of my goals are. Yeah, exactly. I Uh, got a fire in my belly. But it's just about these group of friends who decide that they want to do something. They want to go on a journey together. So, Mm -hmm. they go to Antarctica. Classic. Oh. Yeah. And they just... They travel to Antarctica, and the whole show is about them traveling there and their journey to get there. And then when they finally do get there, it just feels they die so nice. It just um, feels nice. Like yeah, In one Antarctica. Of, we got to Antarctica. There's nothing here. It's cold. No, it's shit. So cool. But this is nice. Like the main. This is nice. The main message of the show is that we all yeah, this have. Is, this is pretty nice. It's we all have like frick. these goals and you know things we want to achieve in life um we always say oh we'll get to that someday someday but not today because today we have work or school or we're just not feeling up for it we're too tired Mm -hmm. um so that someday never becomes today Um, so it's just about making that someday into today and doing what you can to do that thing today and I don't know after watching that show I realized that it would be cool to travel it would be really cool to see the world and just go somewhere far away somewhere that you've never been before somewhere that's further than your own universe and I don't know I think that's that's really cool and I want to do something like that in my life Somewhere go somewhere far, whether far it's with friends away. or by myself I want to go somewhere just far away yeah. and have a completely new experience same same 
Yeah, like especially but, sounds interesting. Before watching that show, I never like thought about like living in another country. But after watching it, I I feel like I really want to now. Broaden your mind. Yeah. Expand your horizons. Interesting. It's, it's really great. Hmm. I love that show. You know, what's that show? Oh, what's that show? Uh, oh, I always forget the name of it, but it's that show where all the kids and everybody have like a telepath or like they're Go they Grow Connect. Tele- no, wait a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> they all have telepathy, and they live in this like weird small village in the middle of these. Shinsekayori. Like, yeah. What's the n- English name? From the New World. From the New World. Man, what a trippy show. I really like that show. What a really fascinating show. It kind of like. It's it's a really fascinating show on what it's the meaning it has behind it because like you it's very sometimes it can get very confusing but like it's it's this i love i love these ideas like i hate one of the things i hate about post-apocalyptic movies or like shows is when it's just like a basic non-creative world where it just looks like a burned down world yeah but from the new world it's like yeah what would our culture look like after yes. the apocalypse has already happened. Like I always think and that's I think fascinating. That's... Like and it's the most fascinating take on something like that. Like it even has that kind of like thing where it's like almost like it's more of a realistic like my hero academia where I was like, okay, what if everybody in the world or like what if a bunch of people in the world started unlocking powers? But yeah, it led it wouldn't to like the destruction of our world <laughs> yeah it wouldn't like it wouldn't be good yeah what if it caused pretty much like the apocalypse and like next thing you know like human race is almost completely wiped out and now we're living in these small villages where we're trying to learn telepathy but you can only go to certain limits but like there's all these secreted things that the village yeah, doesn't it, tell you everything anything. is very restrictive yeah like very restrictive like and there's always like they don't tell you about a lot of things and like you can't isn't it like you can't be out past a certain time i think and, so yeah like there's these creatures and like if you go too far into the woods or like if you go too far with your powers you'll turn into a troll or something but a troll isn't like a like a thing waiting under a bridge like a weird monster it's a troll is like this creature that has gone mad that doesn't really take much of a form but just takes the odd shape of almost like this weird being that is uncontrollable and like is gone insane but like i don't man it's hard to describe but the visuals in that show are insane that like you don't even understand completely what goes on but in a sense like there's so much mystery behind the show and there's these rat people uh yeah the the mole rats yeah yeah, the mole rat people they're so so weird they're so creepy yeah and the mystery behind them is crazy like the main villain of the show is just this weird looking mole rat person and yet he he is one of the best villains i've ever seen he was crazy like in the like the mysteries behind all that 
Like, why are they just like yeah. rat people? <laughs> you kind of just like lose, and they're like slaves to the humans, yeah. basically. Like, and like, there's some out there that are like kind of against the humans, and there's like communities of them out there in the wild. Yeah, it's crazy, and it is just crazy. And just seeing, seeing like just the culture is yeah. is really interesting. I I know that's something that people like to hate on the show for because yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but in well, it's. Are you talking about how they like match people up? Yeah. Well, I think that's fascinating because that also plays into the restrictiveness because yeah, they're kind of control. It, like, I found it sad. Popular. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I guess I, you know I can you can spoil it kind of, but like. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they basically put boys and boys with boys like basically when you're like reach like puberty you are kind of like forced to be with the same gender and you're not supposed to date the opposite gender. Yeah. But that's their way to control population in mm-hmm. a sense. Like they don't want to over, but it's just interesting because it's like, yeah, that can throw you off, but you got to think in a sense of like, this is a post-apocalyptic society. Right. See, see when I'm trying to like stop what happened to like the old, what caused the old world to go to just implode. Yeah. And when I first watched it, I was like, really yeah. caught off guard by <laughs> yeah you kind of do by like the the gay stuff in it but i'm like oh okay you know after thinking it about it sense. i'm like oh that's yeah that is fascinating yeah. you know like like it kind of because like, that that is what would probably yeah. happen you know? oh yeah i mean it is definitely like it's a very like reasonable solution to what they're trying to do and i'm pretty sure they sacrifice kids and well i won't get I won't, that's a little sports. <laughs> yeah. But, like, there's, like, weird things that the council of this village do, and, like, they harbor these monster... I don't know. There's very interesting... Like, they talk about kids that get taken in the middle of the night and stuff like that. Like, like isn't it kids that, like, don't develop their powers? Yeah. Or, so, or like, something. Like, there's like, a, there's, like, a secret thing where it's, like, when kids don't develop their abilities... Uh, that's a, like a really bad sign, and sometimes they get taken in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, it's, by who knows what. <laughs> it's a really good show, oh, and it's all, a great show. All of the characters are are amazing, and the yeah. the ending of the anime is one of the most satisfying conclusions I've seen to a show. Yeah. And there's some like things where, you're, like, if you're watching it, there'll be like time skips or like just story jumps. Where they don't go back to explaining anything that happened. And you'll be very confused. But, you know, just know that's that's just how the show goes. <laughs> yeah. Like, some of it just they don't even explain. But it's very still fascinating. I mean, it's a real thinker. Yeah, and I guess something that I personally took away from that show is that, um, you know, eventually you and your friends will grow apart. Yeah. And they'll either they'll either die or they'll just yeah. you know leave and you know you you will never be able to get back what you once had in your childhood with your friends. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but you still got to grow up and you got to do what you can to survive. And yeah, got to do what's best for the world. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, That's a great show. It's real great. <laughs> oh yeah, I wow, feel like that was 
it's kind of a tangent, but yeah. No, that was great. No, I, let me explain that. I love Shinsekaiori. Shinsekaiori. What was the English name? Instant Kaiori. Instant Kaiori. No, from the New World. I from, have it right there. I have the, the Blu-ray world. right there. Where? Right there. Next to uh, Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah. Fun fact. From the New World. Did you know world. the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya is the longest animated film in existence? Well. Yeah. It's like three and a half hours. <laughs> well, fun facts. But it's really good. Hmm. Oh. What, what anime... What do you got next for Impactfuls? Um... Impactful fulls. So, unpacked. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna do two at the same time. And these aren't with how they impacted me. They're they're the same, but they're really not related at all. Incredible. Um, so, of course. there's an anime called A Lull in the Sea. Oh, I love A Lull in the Sea. That's oh, you've seen anime. it. You have seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the kids I, I, that live underwater and the, yeah. or the underwater people and the above land people. Yeah. yeah. If you really think about it, it's really just a metaphor for racism. <laughs> yeah. But basically. It, it is. There's these people who live under the ocean. Yeah. And they're just, they're same as us. They just can live underwater. Yeah. Um, but they have this whole culture and city under the sea. Yeah. Um, but they come up you know, don't, for, like, school and stuff. Don't they have to, like, make offerings of food to someone or some, like, god or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. There's, like, but whole, some whole ritual thing why people, why they live under the sea and the, the The main thing that I liked about the anime is just that it was love triangle after love triangle. Oh, yeah. And it was oh, just goodness. really freaking love octagon. Yeah. Um, well, especially with, like, you know, there's time jumps and whatnot yeah, like this person like this person but that yeah. person like this person and then that person like this two other people it's crazy it's yeah, a lot that was, it um, was all back and forth but i really liked it um and i watched it during a time where i felt kind of guilty about like who i loved i guess um and that kind of helped me realize that, like you don't <laughs> Like, you shouldn't feel guilty about love. You know, if you feel that, if you feel that emotion, then you shouldn't feel guilty about it, and you should fight for it. That's why I try and tell you all the time, don't feel guilty about being a furry, Brady. kill myself. (laughs) It is okay. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I just, I just need to embrace my fursona. Please do. No. You want to name my fursona? Because it doesn't have a name yet. Don't you? You got to do that. I don't know what to name it. I really don't want to name it though. Do it for me, please. <laughs> Think on it. Yeah, no thanks. Um, but also the the other show I was talking about that kind of helped me realize that you shouldn't feel guilty about love, or that mm-hmm. you will find love someday, mm-hmm. um, even if it's not the person that you know you currently want is how i met your mother <laughs> yeah i guess yeah which these I mean, shows all... are not related at all but in a sense i guess you could relate them i, I mean somewhat 
I guess. But you know why they're related? Because they both have JoJo references. No. <laughs> I feel like they don't. Everything's a JoJo. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, How I Met Your Mother is, is another... It's another show that just helps me. Like, every time I'm feeling sad, like, oh, I'll never find anybody. I'm just like, yeah, but Ted did. Ted, Ted found somebody. Ted found love. You know, he did eventually, even if it took him, like, 30 years. Yeah. You know, he he eventually mother. found someone. It's true. Mm-hmm. And it's just like how every little thing is leading to that one moment. It's true. You know, you know, if we're talking American TV, you know what show that really impacted me that I love? What really impacted you, Daniel? Oh, man, actually, I got more than one. But if we're talking, like, shows like How I Met Your Mother and, you know, comedy shows or whatever, you know what's a really great show that I loved that I really, like, just... It's one of the greatest comedic, comedic shows I've ever seen is Community. Oh, yeah. What a brilliant show. I've like, seen a little bit of Community. I mean, you have... This is where... This is where people started their careers, basically. Like, So, like, the... So, Community, you know, a bunch of people at Community College that are just kind of these washouts that are just kind of, you know... Just... They're going to community college. Their kind of life is in shambles, and this is their last resort kind of thing. Or like, and some of them have just been there for forever. <laughs> but you have people in this show, like so. The creator of the show is Dan Harmon, who created Rick and Morty. Right. He created this before Rick and Morty. Uh, a lot of the producers and directors, the so the actually. So the so two of the producers and two of the guys that directed a lot of the episodes, especially most of the paintball episodes, which are some of the best, are the Russo brothers. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah okay, I did know that actually because the directors of they have a lot of cameos in Infinity War and Civil War. They this is where they kind of got their start. Like they got a little break. They kind of came up through Community was one of their stepping stones. And then you have actors in it like uh, freaking um, <clears throat> Donald Glover. This yeah. is where, like, right before he started his childish Gambino career, uh, he started with uh, Community. And I think he left. He left somewhere maybe in season four or five to go start his childish Gambino career. Uh, but then you have. Um, Let's see. You have Joel McHale, who's a pretty big actor. Uh, he's kind of like the main... He was kind of the main actor in the beginning. Yeah. That uh, kind of started it. Like, he was, like, gonna be the main actor, but then he kind of, like... The show kind of just takes it all on as everybody kind of becomes the main person. And then you have the really big actress. She's been up and coming a lot lately and been been in a lot which is Allison Brie mm. uh, then you have Gillian she Jacobs she was in Weathering With You really? yeah she was huh. uh, she voiced Natsume 
think. Like interesting. The like the aunt or like oh, the yeah, guy's niece. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and then you have Kim Jong. Yeah. You know, I love Kim Jong from Hangover and all that. Uh, he's so funny in the show. He basically plays the same character as he does from Hangover. <laughs> yep. And then you have, you know, a really famous actor uh, who was in, from, you know, National uh, Christmas Vacation, uh, Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have Danny Pudi, who is one of my favorite. He plays Abed, and he's one of my favorite characters. He's so funny in the show. Um, but, yeah, like you have this strong main cast of characters brilliant show just creative in and out just every episode is just doing something just mind-blowing just i love the show it's funny it's great it's a fun journey i loved it it impacted me quite a bit i always wanted to watch that show Um, it's a good show like shows like community and always sunny in philadelphia have like the same vibe to me feel like they're always just it's it's on top of their game in terms of comedy (coughs) excuse me it's a little different from always sunny sure but it's pretty different it's it's definitely different but i feel like in terms of quality of comedy it's yeah it's the same it's pretty great i mean yeah good shows anything else that impacted you um the lord of the rings Always impactful. Nah. Um, One Piece. One Piece impacted me, yeah. Nobody cares. Did we ever talk about Danganronpa? It was there for me when no one else was. What? Did we ever talk about Danganronpa? I mean, we've talked about it quite a few times. I mean, Danganronpa, what a great show. Quite impactful. What about, although we haven't really talked much about Little Busters. No. Um... See, see, that's the thing about a lot of shows is things like Little Busters and Clan Ad and, and shows like that. Um, I watched them such a long time ago, and although I remember them, and I remember liking them, and I remember them helping me, I don't... I can't recall, like, what exactly they helped me with. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure if I rewatched it now, I would get it the whole different perspective from it oh, yeah. but right now like i i don't know true true huh. I, don't know, I look back the clan ad and i'm just like oh yeah i remember watching that i was sad for the entire summer <laughs> <sighs> yeah i watched that recent i rewatched clan ad recently with my girlfriend yeah the dream it's very uh sad yeah I thought it wasn't as sad as the first time I watched it. Well. But man, was it sad. Yeah, it will never be as sad as the first time, but... No. Boy. Is that it? Is that everything? I mean, that's everything I can kind of think of right now. Yeah, I can't think of... I feel like... I can't think of anything I'm trying to think of more, but I'm like, you know... Um, We pretty much covered most everything. High Q... That helped me. Uh, I watched that last last year during uh, lockdown, and I don't know why, but for some reason it just helped me stay motivated, and it helped me get like all of my schoolwork done. You know, yeah. school was really rough because had to tran 
transition to online. Oh, yeah. um, so that was difficult. But watching Haikyuu really helped me stay motivated. And I did really well that year. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, you know, I, speaking of, you know, I think Hunter Hunter was really impactful. Because I feel like I watched that when I was out in California. And, you know, moving somewhere new can be difficult. But, man... That show was like something that really helped me out there. I mean, it yeah. was just also a great show. I loved watching Hunter Hunter. Me too. That was like um, some of the best villains and just good arcs. Just really great action too. If only it would continue. If only. I mean, yeah. we've talked about Hunter Hunter, so I don't. Yeah, I don't so, go into detail yeah, about it because I mean, it, um, I just. You know, it's weird. Like for shows like Little Busters. I can tell you why it impacted Lucas, my brother, <laughs> but I can't tell you how it impacted me. He's similar to the main character. He is the main character. But he, he I feel is. like he wasn't like the main character before he watched it. It was only after that he became the main character. True. True. Also, Little Busters takes place in college. I don't care what people say. Little Busters. I know it's they high school, but young. it really feels like college. It's just because it's in a different country. Baby. I know, and I know they have dorm rooms for high school and stuff in Japan, but like it, it really felt you like college. Uncultured piece of shit. You know, I would talk about Legend of Zelda because that's quite the impact on me. But I really want to save talking about like why Legend of Zelda has been impactful to me I mean I'll give like I mean it's I don't really want to talk about Legend of Zelda right now because it's a lot to unpack yeah. but like wait for the Legend episode with, yeah. with Lucas it's definitely a, a video game series that highly impacted me yeah highly highly I mean I would say Sword Art Online was also a really big impact on us yeah. Being one of the first animes. Made me after realize Ball, I wanted to watched. be an edgy gamer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's see, like, Fairy Tale and Sword Art were some of, like, the first animes we ever really got into after Dragon Ball. Yeah, mine. I started with Dragon Ball, then went on to Soul Eater, then Attack on Titan, then Fairy oh, Tale, dude, then Soul SAO. Eater. I forgot about Soul Eater. I love Soul Eater. I love Soul Eater. There's... Maybe we'll do a part three. <laughs> yeah. If I'm we sure. can think I'm of sure more, we could, we'll, we could uh, create a list. I'm sure I'll be able to think of more. I feel like I'm forgetting a really important one. But I, I know. Can't think I of feel it. like I am too. I'm trying to like think. I'm like I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mentioned Moggy last time. Yeah. I, I want to say there's I mean, something I else. I mentioned Mushishi last time. Sorry. I don't know if it was an anime, but I know there's something else that I really wanted to mention, but I can't mention. Watch Castaway. Castaway had an impact on me. And yeah. if you're dealing with depression and loneliness or like a broken heart or you know, whatever, like Castaway, it's pretty painful to watch. But like in the end, he gives an amazing speech. Yeah, I love I Castaway. I love Castaway. Tom Hanks is amazing, anyway. Oh, that was the other one I wanted to talk about. I remember now. Okay, okay. It's too late. Damn. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um. But I don't think I talked about this one last time either. Um, but it's called Welcome to the NHK. Have you seen it? 
No, no, you're yeah. not. Okay. So, welcome to the NH. Yeah. K. It's it's about um. It's about welcoming people to the NHK. No. Well. <laughs> Am I so wrong? It's it's about this guy. He's like late twenties. Um, and he's. Oh, you know, I think we talked. Never go keep going. Did we talk about it? Well, I mean, we talked about it not during last uh, for not during part one, but I think I remember. What I this might have mentioned about. it before. Yeah, yeah. But it's about. I think he's in his late twenties, but he's really just a sorry excuse for a human being, <laughs> basically. Um, he he really is just going nowhere in life. He's he's a shut in. He has his own apartment that his parents pay for. He doesn't have a job. He always gives his parents some kind of excuse of why he doesn't have a job. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get one next month. You know, I'll get one soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just lives rent-free in his own apartment. Has no friends, no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, just has, like, these delusions for himself. Um, and it's it's really sad just seeing this man just completely alone, just being a shut-in and a pervert, just... <laughs> all these awful things um but then he meets this girl and this girl tries to help him for some reason it's really vague on why she wants to help him yeah because like why would you want to help someone like him like yeah he's a lost cause clearly um but she tries her best to help him um and she does and it's it's really interesting seeing him slowly come out of that state of being a shut-in um, and just being depressed and just awful, just an awful human being. Wow. Um, but he slowly comes out of it with the help of her and then some new friends. Hmm. Um, and it's it's really interesting. And he just learns to care for people yeah. and to care for her. And that he isn't... Sp- so much of a sorry excuse for a human being yeah that if he if he tries at something in his life if he tries to get a job if he tries to work hard for the people he cares about then maybe he can make a difference and make a change mm-hmm. and that's just kind of what the show is about it's just seeing him struggling with life but coming yeah. out of it um, Sounds really interesting. and it's like even even if you're hard life is hard yeah. you should appreciate the fact that you are doing what you can, that you have a job, that you have your own car, that, you know, you're you're living alone, you, you're paying your own bills. Be appreciative for stuff like that, Yeah. you know, that you're not just some shut-in who is wasting their life away. Interesting. And I really like that. I don't know. I watched that show. Um, I think I watched that show in my junior year of high school. And for whatever reason, before I watched that show, I just always kind of imagined that was how my life was going it's yeah. where it was headed that i was gonna move out and get an okayish house yeah. with an okayish car and an okayish job and i drive that car to and from work and that's it never do anything else yeah and in my free time i'm just alone and that's how i always just imagined my life playing out <laughs> but after watching that show i was like you know what i i don't i don't want that that's my worst fear. I, yeah. I don't want it playing out like that. Um, so then that just kind of motivated me to huh. 
I don't know, get a job and yeah. do stuff with my life. Interesting. That's really interesting. Oh. I feel like that really... It's, hmm. it's a really good show. Come on, I want to watch that now. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I feel like a lot of people feel like... I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like, I think a lot of people in their 20s really just kind of feel that way, where it's mm-hmm. like you have big goals for yourself, but big goals are just really hard to achieve. And, yeah. you know, like really motivation in life especially like nowadays motivation is just really hard because it's like sometimes it just I think a lot of people feel like being motivated to do anything big you kind of ask yourself like why like what do I even to do something big for what reason at all yeah so it's interesting interesting. and and it showed like his high school life and his high school life was pretty good he had a girlfriend <laughs> like he was doing good he had these goals but then he just ended up turning into that and Interesting. yeah i i don't know i feel like that's a i feel like a lot of people should see that that's a really good show like yeah and I, i've seen a lot of other like people talk lot, about like it and people, how it helped yeah. them kind of get out of that state yeah. or that mindset I mean, a lot of people easily wind up in that position and it's an easy position just to wind up in and just all your all your motivations just gone. Mm-hmm. That's I, you know, I like that. Hmm. Sick, 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 bro. Will you ever watch it though? Probably not, cause you have one thousand episodes of One Piece to get through first. And Dragon Ball and the rest of Fairy Tale. <coughs> and Naruto. And Naruto. And did I mention one thousand episodes of One Piece? Yeah. Oh, and My Hero Academia. Yeah. And... Persona 5. Persona 5. And Attack on Titan. And... Everything else. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. I think it's time we move on... To one... And only one... Recommendation. Suggestion. Every time I try so hard to keep this show consistent, precise, just act like, just, you know, we try and keep a consistency in this show, which people, so that people get used to it. And then you come in here and throw in bullshit. It's a suggestion. Don't come in here with your recommendations. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's why I stopped listening as soon as you started talking. Uh, what's your recommendation this um, week? This week, I'm going to recommend an anime by the name of Hori Mia. I don't know if I've recommended that before. Uh, you probably have. I know, I know I've mentioned it I on the like podcast. I talked about it. Um, but I've watched more of it, and it's it's so good. It's we go with another I'm not even finished with it yet I'm not even finished it with it yet but I already know it's going to be one of my is favorite romances is there going to be one episode where you don't bring up hentai no <laughs> okay <laughs> but I, I already like it more than Toradora I, I like it more than most romances I've seen <laughs> um, and it's mostly because it's just so different because most romance at least in anime yeah. The entire show, which 
it's building up the two main characters and then finally at the end that's when they get together but even then you don't see them kiss or anything you you barely even get to see them hold hands mm. you know the the payoff is never really worth it Bastards. at the end um but in horror mia they it's like shonen people that are like in love with each other and then they never ever get yeah, together yeah like fairy tale yeah like fairy tale yeah like fairy tale <sighs> so um, but in this like they confess to each other in episode four <laughs> like they have their first kiss in episode five and it's just it shows like what happens when you first get into a relationship and how you deal with that and deal with another person who's constantly always in your life now and it's 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 really great huh. i really like it lessons to learn yeah lessons but to that's learn. also why it hurts so much because it'll never happen what's your recommendation <laughs> And I'm telling you, you just gotta get onto some of these furry dating sites. Oh, thanks. I had a date the other day. I don't know if you I mentioned did? that. Yeah, I did, but it was fucking awful. It was just the worst. Was... Oh, Maybe that'll be something uh, for off air. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you after. But God, it was the worst. Oh, man. Well, my recommendation is rather, uh, in all seriousness, it is very dark and it is very deep and it is very messed up invincible no but in seriousness it is a very messed up subject matter and it is a very dark subject matter it's actually a very it's it's a real thing that happened in history and it was because i was listening i got in i was i got into this well the other day i got thinking about john teeter and then I oh, got into yeah. like these this podcast where they talk about you know events and conspiracy theories. Uh, and then I listened to this these episodes they did on something completely different than John Teeter. You can look up John Teeter some other time. I only know about but, uh, John Teeter because of Steins Gate. Yeah, but there is this there is this thing in history uh, called MK Ultra. And it was this organization that was very well attached to the CIA. I won't go into it's. It's a very long story. It's a very long and intricate thing that happened. Extremely dark. Like when you get into this, like I think a lot of people need to know this because it's something that, that happened in history that they don't talk about that a lot of people denied ever happening for a very long time and finally people started admitting like it actually did happen like this was one of the first like biggest conspiracy theories that started like major conspiracy theories that actually came true and like a most basic example is like if you remember cap if you remember captain america one you know you have hydra and the Nazis and they're doing testing of experiments on people and doing the super soldier serum and you know like how shield ends up taking all Hydra's stuff and study all their stuff they did took you know mm-hmm. and in Captain America 2 he finds out that shield has all this Hydra stuff and like secretly Hydra agents work for shield right so like in a sense that is very real and that very did much happen. I mean, 
in a sense it all started with a I won't I, I can't go too much into it because it's so long but it all started with you know Nazi Nazi scientists and Japanese a really terrible Japanese scientist who had this place in China during World War II called Unit 731 where they would do every they tested everything they could and tortured thousands of people in every way possible that you can imagine and didn't even know was possible like I'm talking things from like seeing how far like a human could take electricity until they died to impregnating women forcefully impregnating women and then testing out different ways to give abortions staking people to walls and using flamethrowers on them poisoning them with all kinds of different things giving them all kinds of different bacterias cutting them open studying them like terrible things and the u.s hired all these people they basically after world war ii they took all these terrible nazi scientists and this terrible japanese scientist took all of everything he studied all of his research and used it and decided to study more and they started creating these organizations where they would take people and eventually it led to a point where they figured out somebody made LSD and they wanted to mind control people and they tested LSD on people that didn't even know they were going to be tested the put injected with LSD like so much messed up things like to the point where they tested LSD on kids with schizophrenia like there was a point where they injected an elephant from the zoo so like 300 mi mi micrograms of LSD is a lot for a human they injected an elephant from the zoo with 300,000 micrograms of LSD the elephant died in a matter of couple like in just a few hours and like they tried to give it more drugs to calm it down <laughs> Like, this company got away with everything, and the government funded them all. Like, the, it, it was the CIA attached to it, and this guy, and this guy got away with everything. And he did everything and every, anything he wanted to do. Like, basically, the reason we got to space was because Nazi scientists. Like, and the reason, like, I mean... In a sense, science, you got to think about the way... The only reason we know bacterias and viruses and, like, how they work is because they tested it on people and cut people open and tortured them with it. Like, the only reason you know hypothermia... Like, the only reason, like, doctors and scientists know what hypothermia does is because they froze a person to death, basically. And you got to study what it does to a human body. And basically, this is what all this organization did. They just, they would put people in vacuum chambers until their eyes popped out of their head. Like, just insane amount of torture, insane amount of terrible things. Like, I'm only scratching the surface on this topic. It's just a very shocking topic. It, it happened in about the, from about the end of World War II until about the, and it ended around in the 60s. And it is insane. It is just dark, it is messed up, and you know, I think it's something that a lot of people, even though it's out there, they, they 
I mean, of course, you know, America doesn't want you to know about it. Because yeah. it's the government did it. But, you know, it's something important that people really need to know about. And I think it's something I really highly recommend. Like, if you really want to get into it and you don't want to, like, I mean, if you like to do your own research, by all means, go out there, do your own research. There's tons of articles and tons of things on it. And just, you can dig in. You can see pictures of just terrible things. Careful, careful digging into this because it's very dark. But, uh... If you don't want to, like, dig into it yourself and you would rather, like, listen to someone else do the research, I highly recommend this one podcast uh, where these guys talk about it in four parts, uh, about five hours in total. It's called the Chiluminati podcast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they do episodes on the, this organization called MK Ultra, and they're just the worst people. Like, imagine literally evil scientists from comic books and these were these people were <laughs> except there's no batman or superman to stop them yeah that's yeah that's yeah. pretty intense um <laughs> really really makes you think though like how how many things in our own history is hidden away a lot yeah and a lot i mean this stuff this stuff, I mean, it came out to the public, but they kind of covered up a lot of it, and, I mean, some of the, like, some things came out to the public that they just couldn't hide because, like, one of their scientists uh, committed suicide out of a window of a hotel one time because he was starting, because, like, he was starting to have, like, a moral more, he was starting to morally question what he was doing uh, and what this organization was doing and they didn't like that and so they're trying to help him and they're going to hospitalize him and you know right before he was going to get hospitalized he committed suicide out of a hotel window and they quickly covered it up <laughs> quickly yeah. like people were on site in a matter just so quick uh, and, you know, it was very tied into the CIA. Like, I mean, this was kind of like the start of when this, like, the start of this organization was also kind of like when, like, the CIA was kind of been around for a little bit, but they were known as a different name, and then the CIA kind of formed. Uh, and it's just, it's stark. It's crazy. Like, just, just messed up what they did to people. Like, really, really messed up. Yeah. Like... Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, it's that's, jeez. Yeah, what a time. You never, you never really know what's going on behind the scenes. You never do. And I mean, some of these. I mean, a lot of the. the so they had like a They had a special camp. Where like a a facility where they developed poisons and bacterias and viruses, that could kill nations. And this, the guy was like, would use this facility as their like headquarters for creating this stuff and whatever they wanted to use and then test on people. And that facility is still in operation today. Like, it's still a thing. It's like called Fort Dietrich or something like that. And they say they don't create stuff like that anymore. <laughs> 
but basically the whole motto of the reason why they're doing this like the biggest reason on why because this was all happening during the cold war you know when russia and america were really at each other's throats like on the verge of like who's going to attack who first and basically what we were thinking the reason they create they like let this okay this to happen and to try and figure this out and trying to figure out mind control uh, was literally because they said Russia could be developing something really bad so we gotta develop something even worse <laughs> so in preparation for what bad they ever have we gotta be prepared to do even worse <laughs> and, you know so you know that was the mindset they had man what a what a time yeah. look into it MK Ultra very dark very messed up but you know it's I think everybody should know about it yeah it shook me shook you to your I mean core. I I've heard and like I haven't really I didn't know about it but I knew about like how a lot of America after World War II used a lot of Nazi scientists to help them do a lot of stuff after the war but I didn't know it was to this extent Anyway. Anyway, that's 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 it. That's that's all, folks. That's the podcast. That's the show. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's deal. Dark ending. Dark themes may apply. Stop texting. I have plans after this, and we're already way over time. That was your own fault. It was not my own fault. You're the one who forgot the equipment. Mm-mm. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you have plans because we don't know how to end the show. You know how to end the show. You're I right. think the show has already ended. We go fare thee well. Farewell. That's not what you say. Let's take it again. Fare thee well. Farewell. No, 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 no. You're not. You don't say farewell. I say farewell. Let's take it from the top. Fare thee well. Goodbye. God. Third time's a charm. Uh-huh. I don't know why that became my outro, but it is now. Yeah. So it's it's your own fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. And now the ending theme. It was it was a pleasure doing the podcast with you, Daniel, and everyone who is listening. Maybe not, maybe not listening. Besides my father. Hello, father. If you're listening, I know you are. Are Bye. you saying it was a pleasure to do the podcast with everyone listening? I appreciate <laughs> everyone who listens because they're they're not like doing the podcast. They're just listening to the podcast. We're doing the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Wait. Wait. What?
That sounds really weird. Does it sound weird? It's like echoey. You're it's like echoey. electronically echoey. I am Iron Man. <laughs> it's over. I unplugged it. What do you mean? It's just because you unplugged your headphones doesn't mean we can't still hear you in the mic. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. Doesn't mean I can't. I can't hear you anymore in my ears, so that's better. Welcome back to Silly Thoughts with Daniel. To Silly Thoughts with Daniel. Goodbye, Daniel. Fairly well. This week. Farewell, we, everybody. This week we're talking uh-huh. about. Goodbye. The space of white. Is white endless, or does it just seem endless? What's more endless, white? Or black. That is the question.